talk about Good morning. Welcome to another episode of The Dotted Line with your girl, Lacey. Um, This week, I really wanted to talk about healing. I feel like that is something that is often on social media. I'm healing. Self-care looks like this. My soft life is this. I'm in my soft girl air, right? And that's all cool um, to say, but are you really doing the work to heal? So kind of bringing it back. Right, we're in the third season, so if you have not caught up, kind of want to bring you back with my upbringing. So, I um, was raised by a single mom up until I was nine. It was just me and my mother, and then my mom got married when I was nine, and I kind of got a bonus family. I had some step siblings and things like that. So, my upbringing, um, you know, my formative years, I had step siblings and things like that. Um, but I never had any real siblings, right? Like I don't have any, you know, blood brother on my dad's side or my mom's side or anything like that. So I was the only child. And to the fact that I didn't have my real dad around, um, I don't really think that impacted me until I got out of the house. Um, I moved out when I was 17 or no, I just turned 18. I just turned 18 um, going into my Um, second semester of senior year and I was kind of wiling out I was kind of doing my own thing and you know not really aware of the consequences of kind of YOLOing at such a young age and how as you get older you kind of get burnt out on that so um, definitely was I didn't have like a bad upbringing I obviously had things that as any child um, have things that happen to them that are unfortunate But I don't think I had a really bad childhood. I wasn't getting beat or, um, you know, not having anything to eat or anything like that. We stayed in a really nice house. Um, So I think that my upbringing, um, that really collided with my adult life. Because when you grow up, however you grow up, you tend to believe the way that you grew up is the way things should be. So, for instance... um, talking about finances, right? You, and this is just a blanket statement. So you see your parents do finances one way and you feel like, okay, well, I should do my finances the same way, right? You may do that and it may work. In my situation, that did not work. So finding new ways to do things um, that worked with me and my husband versus the way that I saw things um, also made me very... um, just not able to trust um, with people. I was very, like, I would be very friendly and befriend people quickly, but I would kind of have that hard stop because I would come to find out, okay, this maybe isn't a good friend for me, or maybe I'm not a good friend for that person, right? Um, So it definitely had me, my childhood, you know, collided with my adulthood um, in ways of, you know, trust, finances, Going through my little YOLO phase of not having my dad around um, 
and thinking that, you know, hey, like I should probably just go and, you know, date this type of guy when that probably wasn't the best thing for me to do. And it took me a little minute to learn that. Obviously, you know, the old saying is you kiss a lot of frogs before you get your prints. I do feel like that's accurate. Um, and I do feel like at the same time, I don't regret anything because it taught me a lot and it taught me what I don't like. So I wouldn't sit up here and say that, hey, this sucks. And, you know, I just had this horrible life. No, it taught me a lot. Um, so my background um, with mental health is um, I had um, someone in my family commit suicide at a very young age. And I'll probably have that um, person who it impacted the most do a later podcast with me because that's a really interesting and deep story. But um, yeah, so I had that type of mental um, health issues in my family, people that were bipolar, um, manic depressant, which is now still considered um, bipolar. Um, with me, I think I more had... Um, spurts of kind of in a depressive state. So, you know, sometimes things would go on and I would kind of like shut down and want to be by myself, right? Um, and not really want to talk to anybody. And as much as like I'm kind of out of that now, when I see that with other people, it's almost triggering because I understand. But I was like, man, I really wish that they, you know, would just talk to me or, or tell me what's going on. But everybody's not, you know, there in their journey. And then at the same time, knowing that I've been through that kind of thing um, to really sit there and respect people um, with their space. Right. And their time of, um, you know, dealing with whatever they have to deal with. And so as ironic as it is, you know, seeing um situations like that I'm like man I remember when I was like that you know like not to say that I just don't get sad or I don't get upset or I don't get overwhelmed or have anxiety about anything but I don't really get into modes where I just completely shut down um as I used to so I'm grateful for that um healing and journey to be able to kind of come to grips with like, you know, identifying what's wrong with me and being able to articulate, you know, if I need time to myself or whatever the case may be. Um, something that I saw within the last few months is um, we had in my family and I guess friend group, a lot of deaths in 2022. Um, the last six months, I think I went to like six funerals. And um, it was at the same place. Um, I just still have to drive by the place. And it's like very triggering. Um, but one thing that I learned that with death, regardless of how close or not close that the person is to you, life goes on, unfortunately. Um, and the sad part about that is as people, if we lose people that may not be as close as it is to someone else, we often try to put a time limit and tell people that they need to get over it. You know, it's over, they're gone, you know, they would want you to live this way, they would want you to live that way, you know, you need to get over it. And I found myself in one of the um, funerals that I went to and kind of as time went on, you know, that it was a situation that I was thinking that like, man, you know, you should get over that, right? Like it should, it should be, um, you know, it, it, you're past this now, right? Like, but wholeheartedly when I thought about it, I was like, that's so selfish to think 
and try to put a time limit on someone's grieving process, right? I've lost people that were close to me and it, and it's still like it may be, you know, a song or something that makes me think about that person and you know, you you get in your emotions, you cry, you're upset, you know, you're angry, why? Like what if this person was here with, you know, how would my life be? That type of thing kind of playing those type of mind tricks. But I don't believe that grieving has a time limit. Um Unfortunately, bad things happen and we don't always know the reason why. We don't understand. We're angry. We're upset, you know, because things didn't pan out the way that we felt like they should pan out. But at the same time, um, you have to be patient with people as they're going through things and um, growing through things and being a friend before anything else and not being selfish to think that you need this person there and they should be this for you, but they can't even show up for themselves. Um, So I really learned that within the last few months is that not having those expectations on people, kind of the same thing that they say, your spouse or your partner is not responsible for your happiness. And I used to get really, really upset about that because I was like, well, I'm in this relationship. They're supposed to make me happy. They're supposed to want me happy, right? And all that be true, that people that genuinely care about you, they want you to be happy, but they're not responsible for your happiness by any means. You have to be able to find out what makes you happy. And that all comes into as you get into a relationship or whatever. You still have to do things outside of your relationship. I know for me personally, I um, you know moved to the Galveston County area to be with my husband, and you know I didn't know anybody. Like I met people at work or whatever, but like all of my friends and people that I interacted with were somehow related to my husband, and that used to bother me so much because I'm like I had a life in Dallas, right? I had my own set of friends, I had my own thing, I had my own apartment, you know, like I was doing my own. Thing. I was in my own bubble and to come somewhere and kind of have to re-identify as someone outside of Dietrich's wife, right? Or now that I have kids outside of, you know, Kennedy's mom, like I have to be lacy. And I really feel like one of the main reasons that I started the podcast in the first place because this gave me a creative outlet, right? To be able to come up with topics and content and, you know, most recently be able to produce and record my own episodes and edit and post and things like that, right? So it gave me a creative outlet that was outside of being someone's wife, outside of being someone's mom, outside of being someone's employee, right? Something to do with Lacey that was me wholeheartedly and I could put my stamp on that. So when we're talking about grieving and, you know, expectations of people as they're grieving and happiness, you have to be able to find your own happiness and you have to be able to bring your own balloons to the party um, and celebrate yourself and do things for you outside of your relationship. Because if you're waiting for a person to fulfill you and make you happy, you're going to be waiting forever, unfortunately. Um, There are things that people can do that you can have fun together, and there are things that you're going to do that's going to bring you happiness, but that shouldn't be your sole source of happiness, right? Isn't a person, right? You can't do that. You can't put that pressure on someone, you know, um, they have their own things um, going on. So um, 
something else that I wanted to end with is misconceptions about being in your 30s with kids. Um, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, I'm so glad I don't have kids and kids are expensive and I can't afford kids, right? Because there's inflation going on right now. The housing market is crazy. I was recently talking to someone and they mentioned that a one bedroom apartment was like $1,000, which is crazy. My last apartment I had in 2012 um, in Addison, Texas was six fifty for a one bedroom, like seven hundred and fifty square feet, nice apartment, washer and dryer connections. Like I, I remember that was the kind of thing I was looking for when I got the apartment. But um, misconceptions about having kids in your thirties or just having kids, right? Is that it's super expensive. Now, I'm not going to say it's not expensive because I do have my daughter that's in dance and that's a monthly fee um, for her to go to dance class and then for her to be in a recital and t-shirts for performances and tickets to performances that we that we have to pay for to go see her perform. Um, and then my son's in soccer, right? My husband's his coach. And so each year there's a fee if he goes up in the league. Right now he's going to be going to um, U9, so you know nine and under. And so the when he goes to this new league, it's a little bit higher. And then the next season will be a little bit lower. And it just goes up, you know, um, getting the actual um, gear, the cleats, the shin guards, right, socks, the uniform, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to say it's not expensive. And then I have my baby that's 19 month and he just goes to daycare, right? So not as expensive as expensive as my activities with my kids. But with that being said, outside of their activities, there's a lot of things that you can do that does not cost money, like go to the park, take a walk, right? Um, Things are kind of cheap um, that we do. They've been into tie-dye, so buying a tie-dye set from Michael's for $15, and then they go through their old shirt, white shirts that they have, and they tie-dye them. So there's a lot of things that you can do and activities that you can have with kids. that are not that expensive. Now, what I just suggest because of I have three and we have a, you know, dual based income, right, where we're both working. But would I say that it's different if someone's single? Absolutely. Right. Because that's all on one person. Right. So I'm not going to say that it's, you know, cheap to have a child. But at the same time, it is very um, rewarding and fun to do activities with your kids. Not saying you don't get overwhelmed. Right. Because I have three of them. But um It's not as bad as people make it seem. Um, Another misconception um, about being a parent is that you can't go out and do things, which you can. That's what your, um, you know, your village is for. I'm a firm believer in I don't let my kids just stay with everybody. Um, they don't go to everyone's house. They do not um, spend the night at every friend's house. As a matter of fact, they've never spent a night at a friend's house that they went to school with. I feel like in this day and age, I don't know the parents, so I'm not going to let them just go and spend the night at a friend's house. But they have tons of cousins. Um, and so they may go to their cousin's house or their cousins come over here. Um but I, I don't believe in, in just because my kid wants to go somewhere, I'm going to let them go, right? But at the same time, um, you know, it's fun to get to meet their friends and fun to get to go to the parties. They have gone to parties before and things like that. Um, I think another misconception about having kids is, um, you know, when you actually have the kids, the pregnancy and things like that. I think for me, have my mom 
having me, I didn't really think about that until I had my own kids, like as far as carrying the baby and still having to work and do responsibilities and pay for things and then go on maternity leave. And then you're having, you know, having to deal with a child um, for how many weeks that you go on maternity leave. It's very exhausting and very taxing being a mom. Right. So I don't want anyone to get it confused. Being a mom is is hard, right? It's hard work because that's the most important role that you may have, but you have other hats that you have to do, you know, working and being a wife or, you know, a you know, spouse or partner, right? Being a homeowner and, you know, being a, a cook and a, you know, maid service and a counselor and things like that. So it is hard. It's a, It's definitely taxing, but it's very rewarding when you see things like, that your kids are involved in and they're really, really excited about and they're really, um, they're, you know, really getting good at something. You see them pick up a concept or, or whatever, or see them pick up a new skill and you're excited about all that work that you've, you know, driven them there and everything like that, but you're just excited to see them happy, right? So not to say that kids are not expensive, not to say that things, um, are not hard, but it's very, very rewarding. So the thing I want to leave everyone with is that, In life, we all have circumstances and things that happen, right? Whether they be good or bad. And in the good moments, we are conditioned to celebrate that and, you know, shout it loud to the rooftops. However, in the bad times, we're almost conditioned to kind of back back and not celebrate in the bad times. And one thing that I've learned that regardless of situations, you still have to celebrate life in the bad times. Because you don't know how powerful that is that in, you know, the dark hours, in the hard times that you don't see on Instagram, the days that you're looking a mess, um, that those are the days that you have to remember because they may be few and far in between. You may have a lot of more happy days than you have bad days, but you have to remember those bad days and appreciate that and really celebrate life because life is not promised to anyone, right? Um, I'm pretty sure everyone can attest to losing people prematurely, right? And, you know, gone um, here today, gone tomorrow type of thing. So appreciate life, celebrate life, be there for your friends, right? For your family, check in with people. If you're thinking about them, check in with them, right? Um, And just be there, right? Whatever people need, it's always just really good to be nice to people, regardless of anything that you may get in return, because you don't know what people are going through. So I hope today that you've learned something. Maybe it's even given you kind of a different outlook on life. And I'm really hoping that, you know, out of everything that I've said, that people can have a good day and they can remember in their bad days, no matter what that is, that they can still make it and they can still push through. I'll talk to y'all next week, y'all, for another episode of The Dotted Line. (laughs) 